Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free, that's great, but there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive, Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listenership. Start getting that anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Chris Sims and the Longhorns with a first down in the three after a mental mistake by Basher. Ball would have gone into the end zone and they could have had it on the twenty. Cannot afford a mistake down here. They got 2.06 to work with. Longhorns with their timeouts left. Lehman showing blitz. There's the blitz. Touchdown, Lehman. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Williams got him on the blitz. Lehman on the pick. OU is going to win it again. Hello and welcome to the OU Texas special edition of the Scooter Pod. Whether you're listening on your way down to Dallas or just impatient and want to hear about the game, we are excited to break down not just the football, but some of our favorite OU Texas traditions, some of our memories. Jameson, how hyped are you for your first uh, post-grad OU Texas? Uh, This is going to be great. Uh, I still got student section tickets. Uh, I guess there's no section, but I still got student tickets, so it's all good. Uh, I'm excited to go down. I got off my day of work on Friday, so I have nothing to worry about. Just got to get through the work week. I'm done with Thursday, and I'll drive down. And it's going to be a different different weekend, not being in college and everything, not having your date party uh, and everything. It's, it's going to be a different, but it's going to be a lot of the same because with OU Texas, there's routines, and you've got to follow by your rituals. Oh, of course. Uh, did the uh, ticket God smile upon you this year? Or? I haven't. I mean, see, I haven't gotten it yet. I'm waiting for my friend uh, to go pick up the ticket. That's so fair. whenever he gets it yet. Ashley, I, I guess Ashley should go look at it and see what... Gosh darn it. Why didn't I tell her to go get it? Uh, yeah. I, so I, but I usually have done pretty well with... Uh, and it's usually because I usually am the person to go and group the tickets. It's kind of something I've undertook. And I've gotten 50-yard line tickets out of my four years of college. I got them three out of the four years. That's hey, that's good luck. I've I've gotten recent good memory, or good, not good memory, good luck with it. Uh, past couple years, I've been like a couple rows up, like three, four rows up. This year, I got like, I don't really know how to feel about because I'm I'm 50-yard line, like right by the split. But I'm also two rows from like the top of the cotton bowl. Well, and that's not. That, I like those. I, I those are good. Cotton bowl is not too high up because I was up there for one of the years. Um, I love being on the split because I like seeing the Texas people over there yelling and us over here, and it's kind of like a back and forth. Oh, it, it's great, great shit talking. And I, I can imagine. And I see. Uh, last year I had a one, but it was down. We were on like row. I think it was like row two, in on the fifty at the split. And I was talking to. Uh, couple parents of the texas football players um now that i start to think about it it might have been brecklin hager's parents but i don't know oh my gosh but uh i i can't i can't remember though but they were pr- actually pretty nice as, as a surprising thing and it was hard not to be nice to them if they're being nice to you but but it's it's texas hate week it is hate week there's nothing you can't be nice to them or they, i i just i i hate everything about texas i hate the orange i hate the longhorn i hate the little cannon thing i hate their Little uh, you know, OU sucks thing where they uh, do the horns in unison. I hate their uh, their little emoji with the little the shushing emoji. The little they shush. Got. They're they're the rude men who shush. <laughs> you know who shushes a grown man? Yeah, a grown man. It's Texas. Yeah, it's like come on. I, they're just trying to get an emoji because they look. They saw how cool it was that we do it. So yeah. like come on. And they and we obviously know that they didn't do it before us because the shush emoji is a new world emoji. Yeah. And the eyeballs are an old world emoji. Exactly. I, I'm I'm pro uh, old old world emoji. If you come up here with any of like the laughy spot like sideways, uh-uh. get out of here. No. Get out of here. You're exiled. I I need my classics only. But it's here. It it, it feels 
it feels di- like good this time. It feels like like the world is right that Texas is good, and I don't know that that sounds like a weird sentence yes. to say, but it kind of does. And it makes sense because every single year, no matter how good or bad Texas is, it's a game to take into account that this is really dangerous because Texas has beat us a lot of the times whenever they're bad. Uh, 2012 uh, was the last time that they were ranked versus us. That is true. So, first time... So, the statistic on it was first time both teams were ranked since 2012, but it's pretty much first time Texas has been ranked It is the first since, <laughs> yeah. in this opponent, even though they have been ranked. Other than that, they haven't been ranked in a game versus us since 2012. And uh, other than that, I mean, we lost a couple embarrassing games. We lost, we lost that bad one in 2013. Bobby and I went together. Yeah, that was uh, our senior year of high school. Um, us and our buddy Andrew, all three of us, made the made the trek down there on our own, and we we thought because Texas was awful, like they 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 were like had one win at that point. Uh, it was they were had well, Case McCoy is their quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the year they had uh, like the Walmart version of McCoy and Shipley, and the the seats were so cheap in the Texas end zone. That we decided, oh, let's go sit in the Texas end zone. It'll be a great experience. We'll win. We'll blow them out. And then it was just, it was one of those games where you could tell, you could tell OU wasn't in it from the second they were out there. And something something was off. It was so hot, too. I sweat so much that game. And being in that Texas end zone just didn't help. And you would think that we could get some good, if we're, oh, you're in the Texas end zone, you could do some good trash talking. When you play that bad, it's you're very quiet, and you just hope they don't say anything to you. The thing is, we laid it on really thick early, like during the like the band and all that. Mm-hmm. We laid like we laid it on them, and then we didn't have a damn thing to say. And they didn't really talk a lot of smack; they just did their own thing. And being in the middle of it all is, was the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. And then I think walking out, being surrounded and swarmed by them. It was just yeah. It was not. It was not fun. It was not fun at all. Um, the only the only good part about that day was the free Jimmy John sandwiches. Oh yes, before, and I, yeah. I I thought that was going to be a mainstay, but I hadn't seen it. So uh, I hadn't seen it since. I I feel like a couple times before that I've gotten it. Yeah, but uh, I haven't. Uh, I guess I've just missed it. It was just the ultimate like uh, like just like cobbled together OU Texas I've ever had. We were staying at the, the like a like a. Small little the Holiday Inn Marriott. by the, like right under Dallas, like the Dallas Fort Worth Airport. It was it was a wild experience. It was fun though. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it was definitely a good experience. Uh, that was at a point where we really didn't know what we were doing, and so it was kind of just an exploring time. And it was kind of fun to be alone. Yeah, and everything. But uh, you really wanted to trash talk to the Texas fans next to us, but we missed that experience. But we did have one Gunner fan that was sitting about ten rows in front of us. Really giving him the horns down, really giving it to him hard. But uh, he had long hair, really tall and skinny guy. But uh, I, I couldn't do it because it's just what, what is there to trash talk about whenever uh, the worst Texas team we'd seen in years is putting it in us right now. Yeah, it was uh, it was Mac Brown's last stand, and they actually turned out to be not bad. They uh, they were a game away from winning the Big Twelve that year. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, after uh, after we beat OSU in 2013. Now that. That was a, uh, that was one. That was the best game I've ever seen with you. I think that, that was, was that all was, time. That was a really fun game. We'll get to that one for Bedlam Week. We'll uh, we'll, we'll have a little uh, recap of that one. But yeah, no, this is this it, this it just feels right again. We we grew up in a golden age of OU Texas uh, when Mac Brown, Bob Stoops, like both of those teams. Even though Texas didn't really win a lot of Big Twelve championships, or you know they won one national championship. I feel like it was one of those things where it was the premier weekend for college football every week, and it, it, it meant so much nationally and in the Big 12. And to have it kind of mean something again, I, I think it's awesome. It, it, it was great, because it, it was like back and forth, uh, OU would win, Texas win kind of thing, and the OU would win two, Texas win two, kind of like that. But like, Oklahoma... We treat this as a holiday. We take off for fall break. Like, this is a really, really fun weekend. And we go down for a football game, and we must remind ourselves that we are doing that because many people go down and just kind of go down for the experience and everything. But this is for a football game that we've kind of got this fall break for. 
And I know there's a lot of people that don't want to pay for the OU Texas ticket, but it, it kind of hurts me inside whenever I see, especially whenever I was a student, uh, you see the people go down there, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to go watch the, the, um, the game at a bar. It's you got to go, and the t- Cotton Bowl is such a... It's not a. It's not a good stadium at all. It's not a glamorous there, thing at all. There's nothing to it, but it's just that the history and everything about it. It just makes it such a fun environment to be in, and the whole how the whole stadium is in two big. There's a C of OU on the left and a C of OU on the right. Yep, the split. It's, it's so fun and so cool, and even though here and I've been working on the railroad by Texas a bunch of times, which, <laughs> which is my favorite thing. That's probably my favorite thing. I like singing. I've been working on the railroad by during Texas. the eyes. Yeah, yes. that's. That, I love that. Um, but it's. I got into a pretty heated argument all the way back from Iowa State um, about whether or not it should move. I, I'm, a, I'm a staunch guy that it needs to stay in the Cotton Bowl. It's one of the last like like bastions of college football. It hasn't moved to Jerry World. It hasn't moved to an NFL stadium. It just it it's not glamorous by at all. Uh, bathrooms aren't great. They only use it for like three games a year. Um, but but if it moved to Jerry World. It wouldn't be OU Texas. It would just be another sponsored, like, that adv- would... Advocare showdown OU Texas thing. I don't even know how there is an argument. If The only argument is for people who don't go to the fair. Well, it's, no, it's a bunch of rich Dallas kids who are like, well, the scoreboard's too small at the Cotton Bowl. Well, who cares? The, I the, know! The fair... The fair is what makes the experience, what makes it so unique like no other game in all of college football. It's a spectacle. And, and if you move it, there's no stadium that is going to be on the fairgrounds. No, and it's if it, it was, it would, it would be an absolute disaster. Um, in the early 2000s, they're considering moving it to the Speedway oh, in God. Fort Worth, which oh. just, you, I don't even know how you could see it out there. Like, it, that would have been a disaster, but... Uh, it, it's locked up till 2025, so we won't really have to have that conversation for hopefully a long time. So, but in the, another cool part about it is, I mean, I understand if you move it out to Arlington, it'd still be pretty close to equidistant. But it, like, I think the numbers, what is it like, like a couple miles off of like of equidistance? Like, it's very, very close from Austin to Norman. OU's yeah, OU's only like four miles like closer. Yeah, it's and, crazy, and that's just such a cool like thing to like follow with that. Um, and the, the whole we'll get in get in the state fair part of it the state fair is what makes it so awesome like the the ritual of waking up at 6 a.m for that 11 a.m kickoff completely hung over and, and yeah and that, and that friday night was really rough and you get your shots of varsky 100 proof in you <laughs> and uh and you get rolling and uh it's it's there's no, there's nothing like that if you take the train over there if you take a really bad Uber oh you got to uh, take the Dart yeah the, the definitely the Dart if you're close to it that's very very smart but getting on the Dart afterwards is very very hard and oh very god miserable. it's a disaster but uh but what I like to do is I like to wake up really early I want to make sure I have plenty of time for the fair and it's really really key and pivotal for me because I don't really like going to the Oklahoma State Fair as much no I've never been. And I've I've been I think I've been a couple times and it's just like it's just not worth it. If I know I'm going to one state fair, I don't want a money dump into another one. That's obviously okay. Oklahoma is in Texas. There's a big rivalry, but Texas State Fair is big brother to Oklahoma State Fair, and I, I feel As like that should be. And that's fair to say on Texas Hate Week. But everything else, I'm not going to say like that. But but Texas State Fair is awesome, and they have all the big techs. Where, and there's nothing like walking in and Fletcher stand right next to big Ste- big techs and big tech. Don't forget to wash your hands and everything. <laughs> Check out the world's smallest horse. I <laughs> really. There's nothing like big techs. Just deep voice, just weird. Obviously creeper. Like telling obviously. you telling you to wash your hands and. And you're getting, and you got to go out. So you get on the dart right after. So you get oh, your yeah. you get your Varsky 100 proof in you. This oh yeah. Is key. You get your friends that are really really bad at getting out of bed. Because if out. you stay up long enough and you don't get your Varsky, then you you're just normal hungover. You want to stay drunk. And, and and another thing is you have to get the 100 proof on OU Texas weekend. Oh yeah. This, this is a serious weekend. But uh, uh, so you you wake up, you get your friends that are really really poor at waking up out of bed, and you drag them, and you get to the train. If they don't come, they don't come because you got to go early. And Bobby disagrees with me. I don't pre-buy my tickets because this is there's a surefire way with 11 a.m. kickoffs. There's not going to be as many people there if you get there a decent hour. Um, I get there probably around, I don't know, like 
seven thirty or eight. Maybe. Yeah, probably eight. Breakfast o'clock. time. I'd say eight o'clock. And uh, you don't go to the first ticket stand when you walk in. You go to the second or third one right after it, and it only takes about five minutes. And then you go sit in the twenty minute Fletcher's corn dog line. And I was talking to Bobby earlier. You put mustard on your Fletcher's corn dog. You do not trust anyone who mustard puts only. ketchup on it. Mustard only. Ketchup is for ten year olds. Yes. And ten year old and younger. For the uninitiated, um, those who don't know. Uh, the State Fair of Texas does not accept cash anywhere, so you have to buy these little coupons, these little, little just sheets of tiny tickets to pay for anything you want. It's a is it a backward system? Yes. Does it make no any Does it make any sense? No. However, it's one of those things you just kind of love. You you have at least two random little spare like little hanger uh, hanger around coupons just in your car yeah. and makes you happy. And and what I another suggestion on the ticket thing is. I always say this with pizza and beer and the Texas coupons, overbuy them. Even though you think you're spending a lot of money on it, you keep those coupons. I put them in a shoebox, and I just remembered, hey, I've got I got 16 coupons up in my shoebox. Yep. And I went and grabbed them, and I put them in my wallet, and I'm good for this weekend. I got That's that's a Fletcher corn dog right there. Exactly. It's a whole corn dog. And, and, and if, if, if some old gooner is like, I, I don't need these coupons, you take them. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, that, and that's happened to me before. They, they, you just give them up and just put them, just put them in a safe place. And if you're a dedicated fan, you know you're going to OU Texas every single week. Why don't you just overbuy them? And then you just bring them next time if you just didn't. Because there's a lot of times after the game, like, say if we had lost or say if you're really tired or something, you had a rough night and you want to go back and you don't go to the fair afterwards, you just save your coupons next year. Exactly. But as soon as go, I go to Fletcher's Corn Dog Line, 20-minute line, and you put mustard on your ketchup, you get yourself a beer. And you kind of walk around, you can go to the beer garden. Get the little wax cup. Yes, little. wax cup. Do you stack your wax cups? I do. Yeah, I got, got like a, a nice little two, three little stack of little Shinerbach wax cups. It's cla- it, it's iconic. I don't I, I I I don't know why they do the wax. It's the only place I've ever drank out of a wax cup. But it's it's iconic. They sh- they can never change it. The little yellow cups with the big text on it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that that's big time. And I mean, after you get your Fletcher corn dog and everything. A lot of people with an 11 day and kickoff, I don't do any of the games. I don't go try to get food other than that. You just get your beer in, you just go socialize. You're obviously going to find someone along the way and you're going to you're going to cross paths. But uh and other than that, you get your you can't you don't there's not beer allowed in the stadium except for little beer gardens outside, so you can't take beer in um in your on your seat. Yep. So, uh you juice up, you're ready to go and you go in for a great game. Yeah, and when it comes to I I'm usually just an early guy. I when it, when it comes to the early session of the fair, it's business time. You're there for your corn dog, your beer, maybe a little water for hydration if it's hot. Uh, the past couple of years have just completely drained me. Um, but it, it, it's about it's about getting getting some wax cup beers in you, getting your corn dog in. You got you got to get the basics down. Now afterwards, that's when you can get a little weird and then try all the different fried foods and stuff. Which of which there are many, um, and uh, I, if it's it's one of the most just incredible spreads uh, you'll ever see. Let's take a look at some of the stuff we have this year. Oh yeah, so for food, first thing that popped up on the Fletcher's thing, Fletcher's got a new item this year because they had their jalapeno cheddar dog mm-hmm. and i've had it once before but it's not the same as just getting your traditional corn dog i say if you're gonna get an alternative fletcher's item get it along with your corn dog fletcher's corn dog is mainstay and you have to get it but this is what you call the fletcher's cheesy pup the fletcher's cheesy pup is new to the fletcher's corn dog lineup the cheesy pup is american soft melting cheese on a stick Dipped in Fletcher's famous batter and deep fried to golden brown. It's cheesy because the inside is all cheese. It, and a pup because it's smaller than the regular corny dog. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading straight from this. this. This is straight from the Texas State Fair website here. This is this is uh, like some high level content here. Um, yeah, it, Fletcher's is. And, and just just in case you know, we, we talk about corn dogs, and corn dogs at the state fair are, are, are a staple. It's got to be a Fletcher's corny dog. Don't don't be fooled. We mentioned this on on, uh, on our last pod. We we're talking about the Baylor game. Don't be fooled by the like generic corn dog places. Don't wait waste your tickets. Don't waste your time trying to deal it. You got to stick with it and go with the Fletcher's corny dog. 
It's the little corn dog with a little, he has a little smile on his face and some mustard on his head. That one. You've got to get that one only, or else you are wasting your time and money. And if you come off the dart, I believe you just walk in, you walk past that whatever museum thing right there, and if you take a right, you head towards Big Tex, right below Big Tex. That's right where um, the Fletcher stand is. And I, there's more, There's I think there's another Fletcher stand too. Yeah. But that's the, that's the one, that's, I mean, that's the one that's really, the. if you don't know where to go to find your Fletcher's corn dog, go to Big Tex. Yeah, the Big Tex one is the one I've, and at least in my experience, where everything goes way quicker. Yes. So yeah, hit hit up that one right by Big Tex, right by that entrance. Now speaking of corn dogs, I kind of noticed this. There's there's something else with the uh, with with corn dogs that's new, and it's not yes. not just the, the little cheese pub. So you can get your beer at the Fletcher stand. Yes, of but course. if you want, if you're kind of a craft brew or a different um, kind of beer person or a psychopath, yeah, there is a thing called the corn dog ale this year. It's not sold at Fletcher's; it's somewhere else. But the corn dog ale is an amber ale brewed with a blend of pale two row barley's, caramel melt, and smoked malt. And we had a propriety blend of eight herbs and spices to brew the kettle. The combination of subtle smokiness and spices evoke the flavor of aroma of a classic, delicious corn dog. And we're not talking about Taylor Cornelius here. We're no. talking about <laughs> corn dog. The flavor experience is only complete. It is only complete when the beer is served with the traditional condiment, yellow mustard. So that is yellow mustard in your beer, which is a, a move that only a psychopath would make. However, didn't didn't you mention that you've seen someone drink a beer with I'm mustard? Not, I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen. I would, someone yeah, put, we don't have to call them out, but, but I, I've seen someone put mustard in a beer, and it was not a pleasurable experience. It kind of just I watched it happen, and uh, it kind of just sits at the bottom. So I'm very curious to how this works. Do they put it around the edge like a margarita, or I, like a rim thing? I, cause, maybe? Because they can't pour it in the beer because it just sits to yeah, the bottom. Yeah, it would just float and be disgusting. So I'm very curious with that. I don't know. I I kind if I see it, I might have to do it because I'm kind of just adventurous with that. But like when we look, we're looking at the picture. Okay, yeah, here. It, it's like a rimmed thing, like how ah. you have like salt on the rim. That is that like, is bizarre. I, I got it. I'll try that. Why yeah. not? But other thing we, for every... we might we might need to do a little aside here. Uh, we will have to meet up at the corn dog ale place. Yes, do, do it, a corn dog ale review. And if you know. Where it is, Bobby, hit me up, because I definitely will be looking for it. Well, you could find it at Auto Grill, Blue Bonnet Roadhouse, Chicken Hut, Chili Parlor, <laughs> Texas Dog Burger Dogs War, Texas Pizzeria, State Fair Wine Garden, and Yardbirds. Oh, oh that's where Jim Traber will be, Yardbirds. <laughs> oh, man, I went to Yardbirds last year. Oh, I'm going to go. Oh, oh, look, easy. We're, we're meeting up at Yardbirds. It's going to happen. We're going to do a corn dog ale review. Oh, my I, gosh. It, we're probably, we're probably going to end up forgetting about it, but... I'm calling it. We're gonna do it. No, I'll be at Yardbirds. I'll. I, I will. But, I will meet you at Yardbirds for that. But if your significant other, or if one of your friends is not very much of a beer person, or if you don't have a man card, uh, and the, but you still want to get a beer at the state fair, as is uh, tradition, there is a beer mosa called the Orange Julia's Beer Mosa. The description reads, get ready to flash back to your childhood ice cream truck days. Orange Julia's Beer Mosa starts with champagne. This would be, champagne is a good, okay, it's an acceptable for that morning of OU Texas. I've done it before. Oh, yeah. Uh, champagne is flavor, flavored with orange pixie sticks, blue moon beer, and the perfect amount of vanilla ice cream to smooth it all together. Served in a pixie stick rimmed cup with a large pixie stick plastic straw. This creamy frozen cocktail will awaken your any child taste buds with memories of push-up pops and creamsicle bars. Well, see... I think where you lose me is the is the pixie sticks. That's that's too much yeah, pixie sticks. I, I I don't know if this isn't for me. And like I said, I don't know if I want to spend forty coupons on it because I know they're going to upcharge the crap out of it. Of course, they always do. And so in and I mean, if I'm drinking beer, I'm just going to drink my beer. I don't want beer with ice cream in it. Now I really do like beer and with margaritas and everything, but I haven't had a beer mosa before. Okay. So uh, I'm quite intrigued. If someone had it, I would like to have a taste. But I ain't. But I ain't spending how many so coupons? Can you know how many these specialty drinks? They they're gonna upcharge the crap. Yeah. No. You gotta save your. You gotta pound it out. Do those like little little. Uh, you know, like a nice you know six coupon or no like eight coupon Coors Light. Just keep doing those. Yes. You got you got you gotta you gotta stick with the basics but uh, when I'll, it comes to I'll, drinks. I'll, I'll, the mustard, the mustard oh, rimmed yeah. corn dog. I will have to. Spend it's a corn money. dog. Yeah, we gotta do that one. Yes, that's, I, I have to. And people call me crazy on that, but like that's 
That's just that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, yeah, and it's weirdly enough, I don't think it's the worst drink I've seen. This uh, this Kool Aid pickled dilly sangria sounds like the worst thing ever. It's a it's like a Kool Aid like pickle. Um, like it's garnished with thing. a pickle, but it's it's also made I think with pickle juice. Yes, pickle juice infused with a fruit punch flavored Kool Aid. That's just disgusting. Why would are, are you a big pickle fan? Buddy? I hate pickles. Okay, so that's where it gets. I'm a huge pickle fan. You're a pickle guy, and uh, I really like I, I like the saltiness of it. It's pretty good, but but the whole like I I'll eat pickle chips and everything. Uh, that's all good and all, but when it comes down to drink pickle juice, I mean, have you had a pickle shop before? Oh, I hate, I, dude, I hate pickles. I would stay away from them. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I avoid them like the plague. Pickle, uh, pickle mixed well with alcohol, and I think they're pretty good with. I think they have decent electrolytes in them or something. They're good for like hangovers. Yeah, I, I don't. I care. think I think so, some people like a common thing is to take a shot of pickle juice before you go to bed after you've been out. With a night of drinking, and it helps with your hangover. Huh. Instead of drinking a full glass of water, which is some hard for some people, taking a shot of pickle juice helps. That is that is really interesting, huh? Well, you can get uh, get the pickled juice sangria at Houdat Daiquiri. So, oh, there we go. There you go. The the the, the sound of your people. Uh, any foods that stand up to you? Like so, any, the, the Fletcher's Cheesy Pup. Yeah, but typically after I get my corn dog, I'm not gonna go get. Uh, I was cons- I was kind of looking for the funnel cake burger last year, but I couldn't find it because that just sounded too interesting to pass. But I always try to find myself a good fried, interesting dessert every single year after the game. Uh, that's my time to do it. I don't do it before. That is a death wish. Um, do not get fried food before the game because it could set very poor on your stomach. But this year, after looking at everything and all the awards, I'm going to go with the Fernie's Orange You Glad We Fried It. Oh my god. Layers of orange cake, whipped cream, and citrusy orange preserved are lightly blended to form a custard filling. The mux- the mixture is spooned into flaky puff pastry dough, folded turnover style, and sealed before being fried into little crescent-shaped pillows, dusted with powdered sugar, served with two dipping sauces, and garnished with a double citrus twist slice. And I believe the dipping sauces look like a white and dark chocolate kind of... There was a white and dark sauce. I don't know exactly what that was. But... Oh. Uh, it looks pretty good. I'm a big fan of citrus desserts. Um, yeah. And you can get your fried Oreos or fried s'mores. The or, standard stuff. You can and, get that anyway. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of, I mean, if I find this, it's by Winter Family Concessions. Yeah, and they also have uh, the, the Fernie's Hoppin' John Cake with jackpot sauce. Yes. Which, <laughs> I, it, it actually won uh, Best Taste for Savory. Uh, so yeah, you can get all your fried stuff. Fernie's apparently has, like has cornered the market here. Um, it's like a what? What is this like cake thing? It's just like a like a rice. It's like a sausage. It's um, black eyed peas, rice, sausage, and green onions like mixed together. That, that could be pretty good. That sounds like a nice lunch. That sounds like a good like post game like lunch. You know, that could, like gets you right back to action. I could do that. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. If I stumble upon that, so I'm maybe Fernies might have to be the move, like, like like for a fried for a fried food thing. Yeah, winter huh. family concessions, Fernies. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. But other than that, I mean, other there's a lot of other food things. If you want to go look, just type in the bigtext.com. Yeah, and just go look at that. Uh, but those are the things to keep an eye on uh, for for food wise. Uh, other than that, is there anything other significant about your OU Texas Day that you? Uh... Uh, it's really see I I always try to have a pizza after the game. I go home have a, have a little Domino's or find a nice little pizza place nearby, and I, I'm I'm one of those guys who always leaves the fair after. I I probably shouldn't. That's a bad idea. I know. I, I've there's there have been like, like last year I, di- I died after it and didn't get get out. So this you, year this year I'm gonna try to finish through strong. I'm gonna try to pull through. You will inevitably have coupons left over from the fair. Exactly. And yeah. You go and you let the dart line calm down. It's gonna be bad no matter what, but it's gonna be horrible after the game. So go and have a little bit of a fan experience. Go try to find some of the things that we just told you all about. Of course. And uh, go go be exploring and get yourself some water if you need it. Cause yeah, that's well, I, I always get a water. That's... And, and the weird thing about it is I checked the forecast. There's a slight chance of scattered rains or something. So we'll see how that turns out. But you never know. With it being Monday, it yeah. might uh, change. But if it does rain, oh my gosh. If it's just a sprinkle... 
just endure that because I can't imagine how bad the lines are getting out and how oh, yeah. bad you gotta the, pull through. the Uber fares are going to be. Ugh. Oh, my God. Just oh my just God. let that settle. Yeah. Jameson, what was your first OU Texas? I can't remember. I was too young. Uh, as a kid, I just I, I, I don't have a, like a memory that sticks in my head about my first one. I just remembered that I thought I was cursed. Oh, uh, yeah? Whenever I went and... Uh, a lot of the times I did go, we lost. I think there was a span where we lost two or three times in a row, and I went to every single one, and then I decided I didn't want to go the next year, and then we won. Oh, my gosh. So uh, it was hard for me because I was looking out for my Sooners, uh, making sure that we'd win if I didn't go. But at the same time, I really wanted to go. I don't have, like, a absolute 100% one where I remember, but I remember those three losses in a row. Where it was just it was really tough. The like uh, like Vince Young, early McCoy eras. Yeah, well, yeah. it was pre McCoy, because um, I remember the McCoys. Like that's very vivid in my okay. memory. But the ones before that, I mean, I was there. It's just I can't I can't put my head on. I'm sure you've got some. We story. had like a well, we had like a bit of a weird like start because we uh, when we started getting old enough to go to big games like OU Texas and bowl games, that's when we just started randomly choking them. Yes. Because before we were fine, like, I think I was, uh, we, we had a, like, a five-game winning streak, but, uh, or a four-game winning streak before my first one, and, uh, it was, it was that 12 nothing. uh, it was that year OU shut out, it was Adrian Peterson's first game against Texas. Um, yeah, we won 12-0, shut out Texas, it was a, it was a pretty good game, really sloppy, but it's one of those that you always, you always remember, kind of, kind of your first Unless you lose it, because I, I forget the losses. I It's one of those things you just try to drown out, because there are just too, too many old ladies yelling at you. But, yeah, and I remember it's like, it really kind of matures you as a kid, because of all of the, uh, the drunk people and cussing around you, and the students are intermingled amongst the uh, fans, and the Gooners show their true colors on OU Texas Weekend. So, young children... Uh, cover your ears. Yeah, it's a um, it's a man's game or I, a young man's game. It's, it's like a rite of passage to go yes, to New Texas. Yes, uh, my favorite moment actually, all time at the game, uh, a year or two ago. I can't remember if it was last year, uh, but uh, I think it was last year. Uh, we were sitting, uh, yeah, it was last year, and we were sitting there, and there's some man amongst there's a like a like ten straight rows of students. Yeah, but then there's one old guy. That was in it. And he was getting really mad. You know, everyone's standing on the bleachers. Don't stand on the bleachers. Oh, he was God. getting really mad. And this guy obviously had an anger problem. And he got so mad at us, of all the students and what we were doing, that he threw his water bottle on the field. <laughs> what? <laughs> and and we got security came and we kicked him out. And oh, then we yeah. Anything. He was the only one doing anything <laughs> wrong then. Yeah. See, so he was, he was in the right, right? Yeah, we're not supposed to stand on the bleachers and everything. But I mean... Once you, you throw, game. once you throw that water bottle, you're you're gonzo. Exactly, it's a football. I'm I'm uh, just for the record, I'm a big stand on the bleachers guy. I think that needs to be a thing. That, that, that's just a thing. If you have any issue with it, get over it. And and I think it's very very uh for lower bowl people, uh, yeah. standing is just something you have to deal with. Uh, for people that are in the upper bowls and uh, especially at OU Stadium, I understand where some people would be upset with a person standing the whole time because that's more people that are elderly. And, uh, and want to enjoy sense. that, but uh, if you're in the lower bowl, if you're in the heat, if you want to endure the game game time experience, uh, you get ready to stand when someone's in front of you, and don't don't tell them to sit down because that's just part of the game. Yeah, it's 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 a battle. It's a big game. So, anyways, let's talk about football. Let's talk about the game. We've had our great fair talk. Now, what do you really th- what do you think about Texas here? Because I. They've had they had a really rough start, obviously against Maryland. Um, probably should have won that game. They should be undefeated right now. But I think I, I think they're they're probably not as good as people are are touting at the moment. I think I think people are back on the Texas's back thing. I'm I I'm not have not been impressed with TCU. I uh, certainly not impressed with USC, and those are their two bell cow wins. Yes, yeah, so you beat me too. That was exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, you you. Would, Texas was hoping that they could hang their hat on that USC win, but USC is showing to this is one of their most poor teams that they've had in a very long time. Uh, really, really poor. So that's not they're not getting anything from that. TCU has been upsetting. They're they're in some funk right now. They 
they honestly should have won that Ohio State game, and they lost, and all of a sudden, it's just like they've they played weird versus Iowa State last week, and then they got crushed by Texas. Uh, so Texas, yeah, they've showed out, and they've won uh, their four straight games, but I'm not sold on them being a top contender, but I'm very happy that they have the hype and the confidence, because like we said, I love having this batter, um, this banter back and forth. I like hearing the um, Texas fans trash talk to me, and I can say something back. It feels like and a rivalry. It, and it's good, because they have, they're actually saying something legitimate, and I'm saying something legitimate back, because they both have, there's both legitimate things to talk about, Yeah, and especially with the OU Texas game, like I said. No matter how good or bad the Texas team is, it's going to be a competitive game. Of course. Uh, the big guy, literally, the big guy to watch, my player to watch for Texas this week, uh, it's another wide receiver, another six, uh, six foot four plus wide receiver. This guy's six foot six, Colin Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. He might not have a bunch of stats and yards to show for it this year. He's still like their best wide receiver, but he's not your guy who's going to get your 100 yards every single game. This is your guy. Where you throw a fade in the end zone, he's gonna he's gonna moss you. Uh, and right on the other side of him is six foot four, low Jordan Humphrey. He's another great wide receiver that can out athleticize us. But we've shown as an OU this year that we are very vulnerable to tall wide receivers, as we saw versus Iowa State thus far and um, Baylor in both of our conference games. Yep. And if you believe in trends, this is your third game, and it'd be three for three if we got Colin Johnson and Will Jordan Humphrey to do really well versus us. I'm not saying I'm a believer in Ellinger, but I think it doesn't take much skill to throw the ball up and let him go get it over our six-foot corners. Yeah, he's kind of Cooper clouding it, you know, where he just kind of tosses it up and let him do <laughs> the work. That's a That's a real – he shouts to the uh, 2011 uh, – or no, 2010 Heritage Hall Chargers there. Shouts Sterling Shepard. But, yeah, no, I – I think Ellinger is a very average quarterback at best. Um, and it, I feel like it's easy to be fooled by the statistics um, because there, there isn't really a lot of a lot of eye-popping uh, yards by... like A lot of eye-popping statistical games by some of these receivers. They're really... They, they get their... Like you said, they get their stuff in burst. Um, I think I think Ellinger, if he, if he stays contained, stays in his pocket, if they don't scramble him, if, if Tom Herman doesn't try to give him spaghetti brain again, um, I think I think Texas can be a threat. I think they're going to do the same thing that kind of Brewer did, where they just kind of dink and dunk and try to stay on the field as much as possible. Uh, the thing the thing about... I, I think they're probably pretty similar to Baylor. They don't have a running game at all. Oh, no, their running game is not existent And uh, I think that they can still... I mean, they're still going to have the athletes to run. So it's just because we said that they haven't don't have a running game. They definitely have the capacity to go out and have a one hundred yard rushing game. Of course, but uh, defensively, that, what do you think of the horns though? What defensively, uh, my defensive player to watch, I'm pretty big on is Caden Stearns. He's a true freshman. He was the number one overall safety in the nation coming out, and uh, it, it's going to be kind of cool seeing comparing him to Buki. Um, and a lot of people very, very said Buki is your newcomer of the year. This guy is your killer, no doubt, freshman player because he's getting starting. Well, Caden Stearns has three interceptions thus far as a true freshman. Yep. Well, to Buki, zero. He is, and he's bigger bodied. He's not your small Buki. He's undersized, but makes up for it with his IQ. Caden Stearns, he has the IQ, the athleticism, and the body. This kid can play. Texas has done really, really, really well. I don't know how they've done it with recruiting uh, defensive backs recently. Their last class, their 2018 class, was studded with like three safeties and like three cornerbacks that were like four and five stars. And it was like, I don't know how they had the spots to get, but if you're getting those guys, take them. And Caden Stearns has definitely shown to be their star on their defense as a true freshman. Something that we hope that Buki ceiling was is what Caden Stearns is doing. So look for him. Uh, hopefully we'll not have an interception or anything. But he's a safety. He can go up and make a tackle. He can make big plays. He doesn't necessarily have to get a turnover. But three interceptions so far this season is pretty dang good. Yeah. I mean, three three, three interceptions through six is, is wild. So it's... It's one of those guys where I think I think the offense won't have any issue getting down the field, but the but the sharks the uh, issues out there, they're I, I think I think their defense is more poised to get takeaways and um, I don't I don't think Kyler will be able to be as 
well, to put it in a way, reckless against Texas as he has it's, been. It's not going to be your Baylor game. No, he's not going to be able to toy with him like he like he has pretty much every offense uh, he's had the chance to really get out against. Um, I think the I, I really think the key to the game is just um, is keeping is being able to get off the damn field defensively. I think it's going to be an issue because I think they're going to I think the offense is going to be fast. I think the uh, they're going to have to I think we're going to have to work for points. Texas has athletes. Marquise Brown, as fast as he is, I don't think he's going to burn guys like he did against Baylor or pretty much anyone. You know, it, it, these these guys can actually match us relatively athletically. So I think I think it's going to be a bit of an a bit of an issue with getting these home run plays that we've had. I think we're going to have to really kind of work a little bit more. I don't think it'll be an issue to work for it, but I think it's going to be something where you're not going to see a lot of a lot of home run ball type touchdowns. I agree with you on that one. I think that's something we really, as fans, really would like to see. And as so, as fans, we'd like to see. And the same thing as football fans, we'd really, really want to see in this game is OU needs either a special teams big play or a takeaway. These are we've been doing. Beamer ball has been in full effect this year, pretty much except for one game. Um, But we haven't had our kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, I'm just gonna say it again. (laughs) I wouldn't it just be awesome to see a return off for a kick right off the bat. Uh, that would be really, really cool. I'm just saying this by the slight chance it does happen. It's probably not going to be with Texas as very, very good um, athletes all across the board. But on the other end is OU just t- typically doesn't get turnovers on the other team. Like last week we got the muff, but we didn't have any interceptions. Or they don't anything. really force turnovers. And, and our only interceptions, we'll get those scrappy ones at the end just to seal out games. Like we don't get any like turn like turns the game on its head kind of turnovers and you know and that's just that's something that we'd really need to do and I think one way we can do that like you kind of alluded to Bobby is I think our key to the game on defense is to blitz Ellinger uh he like you said kind of gets erratic and likes to run out of the pocket and he is prone to mistakes he only has two interceptions here that's the same amount as Kyler but still he he has a history of Whenever he is uncomfortable, he doesn't deal with pressure well. He can scramble. Uh, I believe I was watching a post-press conference today, and uh, Toby was talking about how we have two running quarterbacks, and one is a nice Italian sports car, and one is a, a Mack truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. But, uh, see, the thing is, Ellinger is going to get you your four yards on a little scramble off a broken play where we had def- decent coverage. Kind of we'll like a Baker people. Mayfield sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, and he, he's going to kind of chip us down the field. One thing we don't want to see is getting four yards, six yards, little, just move down the field slowly, which I can definitely see with this game. So we need to blitz him, get some sacks, get him to a second and 17 instead of second and six. Uh, I think that's a huge key. With the defensive line not being healthy and most likely not seeing Kenneth Mann this week, this is an assumption. Uh, I think that it's going to be a key that we send cornerbacks and safeties and blitz and send some little bit of difference uh, on our defense instead of our just basic three-man front prevent defense. I'd really like to see uh, Buki coming around the edge, Trey Brown coming around the edge. One of those players. Um, I mean, Kenneth Murray and Bolton coming around is just fine, but I'd like to see kind of a little bit something different. Uh, yeah, of course. And I, I feel like with rivalry games, um, it's key to be the aggressor. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people talk about that, but if if we put the heat on Ellinger early, get a turnover, maybe a, maybe a nice uh, a nice takeaway for a touchdown, um, and then compound that with the offense looking good. This is a game that could get out of hand for Texas. And absolutely, and that would be that would be very. I would really, really enjoy that. And then we thought it was that last year, and we pumped the brakes. Yeah, and that's that. That's a very Lincoln Riley strategy. Did it against Georgia, and we lost. Did it against Iowa State, we lost. We lost a lot of leads like that, and um, hopefully learned. He's learned his lesson. But I don't know. I have a weird feeling about this. OU is nine and three since two thousand. Uh, in games where OU, Tech, OU and Texas are both ranked, um, I feel like this could be one of those. This has a chance to turn out where it is a uh, like a half cotton bowl, one of those hilarious uh, overhead views where it's only crim- only crimson. I have a weird feeling about it. I maybe I'm just over oh, maybe I'm just overconfident. 
I think it's either going to be a nail biter that we all we all are going to want to die by the end of it, or it's a blowout. It's I, it's it won't be either. It won't I, it won't. It, I don't think Texas blows us out. I think it's going to be one of those two things, and I think it's going to be. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I agree. Why not? So yeah, let's uh, do a pick. Yeah, do your pick. Go ahead. Continue um, on it. I'm go- okay. So OU's favored to win by seven as of now uh, by ESPN. All right, I think that's a fair spread. Um, I got OU. I'm going OU to cover. Uh, this is OU's first real test this year. I think that's an easy thing to say. UCLA's garbage. FAU isn't who isn't really great. Um, army was a was an anomaly and then the two big 12 teams we played i think they're like good but this is a test um i think OU steps up gets a big win in the cotton bowl uh and i think this is a, this is the type of win that can really change a season i think this is going to be the one that uh defines us as a national contender and really kind of gets us get, gets us in this mindset going into the second half of the season where this is our conference to lose and uh, to close it out, and we're and, like the mission is to play off, and it's time to really like let's let's go. Here we exactly. go. Exactly, it's, it's it's showtime. And even though this really isn't the middle of the season, it's pretty dang close to it. And this is where you want to start reaching your peak and start running downhill and get to full speed. Uh, as in, so, first of all, this is on gate. This is game day, so everyone's going to be paying attention to it. And if you didn't go read Bobby's article on why to not go to game day do not fair experience go do what we said before in this podcast today if you want to have a good time or do whatever you do which has been working for you but just game day is not worth it game day is a college town experience that someone should if we get the chance to get it in norman that i suggest all y'all to go to it's a very very fun time um it's something that's really cool that you can talk about that you did and it's kind of a bucket list kind of thing. And not to get morbid, but we don't know how many years. Like Corso looks like he's close to retirement, so yes. it's what. It, stop by, like maybe take a glance at Corso. Don't stay for that long, though. Yeah, you're gonna see his pick in the stadium, anyways. Yes, exactly. And especially with this being an eleven o'clock game, there is nothing and no reason for us to go. And I don't know if they're planning on moving it inside of the stadium because I know they've done that before whenever game day was there and they kind of have them like on like the little it's like sideline yeah. area. So I don't know if that's in their plans. Yeah, that's what I've usually seen. That's why I've been but, uh, saying that. But uh, it's not worth it. You could walk by it with a beer in your hand, you know, and just kind of just see it. But I wouldn't stand there and just kind of just try to go to game day. Don't don't be uh, the gooner who makes a sign and stands out there until from six till ten thirty and misses a fair. Yeah, true. But uh, the gooners will do it. So gooners will be out in full force. But aside gooners from that, goon. my point on that is, uh, we're gonna have the national spotlight on us. So this is a very big game, even though we don't take Texas very seriously for much of the years. The past four years, we haven't taken uh, Texas very seriously. And we have kept it within single digits every single time with us losing in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, my brain here and my heart are telling me two different things. So my heart is telling me this is Texas hate week. Why in any shape or form would I ever pick anything to give me a slight, like a little slimmer of me cheering for Texas in any shape or form? I would never do that. I will take the L in this week, even though I have this kind of suspicion that the Texas Longhorns are going to chip us down the field and they're going to kind of make this into a gritty game. But on the other hand, like you said, Bobby, this could be a blowout. So I'm going to go with more of my heart here and pick OU minus seven because why would I want Texas to do well at all? Exactly. Well, I also think you might have doomed us because you've missed every Texas game so far. Oh. So maybe you should have just gone reverse psychology and like lo- be like, oh yeah, Texas. Right. I'm going with Texas, so that you could be wrong. That is true, but I, I, I don't know. I, I can't be – superstition is not a real thing, and I have to remind myself over that over and over, even though I'm quite superstitious. But uh, it's Texas hate week, guys. Uh, Oklahoma minus seven. Oklahoma wins by 35. But to be what? fair, you've only gotten one OU game, right? Oh, no, 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 I haven't. I, I got like, I got the UCLA games. Oh, that's right. right. I'm I the got, one who's I, only gotten. I, I, I've, I, I've missed all of them. I think. Okay, you. I think you got UCLA. 
I missed you, it. No, you oh, got that's it. Right. You got it. You got this schooner block pick right. I got. Now. I got, got your the, yeah. But you but you missed it because I um you picked it the minus thirty line. Yeah, I got the I got the minus thirty, not the twenty five. So that's right. Okay. Well, anyways, I yeah I think we both kind of agree that OU's a better team and should win. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. I and I got Baylor last week, so I'm on a good roll. Yeah. Uh, I picked us to cover last week. I had confidence in us, but uh. I, I think I think picking OU is your must in this situation. I would not be surprised if Blake picks Texas this week. I think it's a, I think it's a decent pick. I want to call it smart. I want to tell you to put money on this because along with Texas and K State, do not put money on those teams because you'll never know what you're going to get. Yeah, just relax, watch the game. Whether you're at the fair, uh, at the fair in the stadium, at home in Norman or Oklahoma, just don't just watch the game. Enjoy it. This is. This is a rare occasion. We haven't gotten a good OU Texas game in a while, so just just enjoy the outcome. Hope OU wins, and yeah, I think I think that's kind of your, your should be your strategy with it. Just enjoy all of it. And so. this is, this is a great experience, and with my future endeavors of medical school here coming, I don't know how uh, how much I will be able to go to fairs. I will try my hardest, but if that's it comes fair. down to with like multiple tests, this might be uh, hopefully. Uh, if I get into medical school this year, this might be uh, this Dirty's might, last stand. This might be. Uh, I might have to take a break from OU Texas games, depending on the situation. But uh, yeah, I I've got to go in with open, wide eyes and take in the experience and be very optimistic on my Sooners. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a big one because you're about to start med, med school. This is my last year at OU, so it's uh, it's going to be a good one. We're all really excited, ready to go. So, uh, are you looking forward to Friday night, honestly? So, I cannot wait. We got to get through this week. I'm saying we got to sprint. Oh my gosh. It's, it's Monday and it feels like forever. So, uh, but hopefully, if you're listening to this, it's only a couple hours away. So, yeah, that is true. That's true. <laughs> right, so, hey, to uh, future whoever's listening to this, you're almost there. Let's go. So, hey, thank you. Thanks to everyone who listened to, to us uh, through these six weeks. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the double special episode. We made sure to put a lot of effort into uh, giving you a complete coverage of, of OU Texas because it's it's a game that deserves it, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially for people that may be going to a couple of their first ones, maybe from out of state, really don't understand the whole OU Texas vibe. I don't know how many people are like that, that listen to this podcast and everything, but it's it, we give you kind of an insight of what us is. I mean, I, I wouldn't consider us veterans because we're still quite young, but we've we've been there a decent amount of times where we've made a routine and we found what the like the correct things in our eyes to do. Yeah. Um. And there's and there's plenty of fun things to do at the fair, so you're really not going to miss out as long as you get into the game and uh, cheer on the Sooners. It's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Um. Well, that is it for us. We. We'll see you eventually. I we have bye week next week, so we might might have a little break. I don't really know. We're kind of exhausted over here. So uh, thanks so much for listening uh, and reading. Just just keep it all up. You guys have been great. Um, Boomer sooner and beat Texas. We'll see you soon. <laughs>